join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher higher consciousness. Consciousness. Hmm. Ah. Welcome to Higher Consciousness, Episode 4, Thoughts, Part 2. Part 2! Part 2! You ever seen that movie, Hot Shots, Part 2? No. you never seen Hot Shots? You ever seen Hot Shots? No. Oh my god. Babe, right. you should know this by now that I am not a movie, a big movie person. And so our next 90s movie night, we'll be watching Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2. Okay, Boom. and then we'll watch Cheetah Girls afterwards. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, back to back to the, topic the back hand. yes back to the topic before we get too distracted. So as you guys had heard from the last episode, you know the thoughts, you know can really kind of go very far, and we felt that one episode just wasn't enough to really dive into it. And like, to, let's be realistic and real here, like one episode per thing is probably never going to be enough or two is probably never going to be enough because there's so much that you could really dissect when it comes to these topics or these things and especially when you add different perspectives or different lenses and experiences into the mix. So before we get started, as always, we are going to invoke Mary Jane, but first we have to bless it. I have to pass the joint over <laughs> to Liz, the joint that I was so lovingly joint. rolled together. I must say, this one is particularly well done. Your joint rolling has definitely gotten better. My I, joint rolling does not exist. I don't profess to be a, a joint roller. <laughs> I'm much more of a bull packer. A bull packer. Yeah. Um, I love my joint. I like my joint smokes. Anyway. Better than. Okay. Blessing. So, anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Jane, for all of your magic and abundance, your wisdom and your knowledge, and for allowing us to reach these higher states of consciousness. Help us be able to translate and transmute the concepts and the ideas that we have about thoughts. May we stay on track. (laughs) May we stay focused. Always got to put that in there. And may we have fun and have a good time and laugh and have all kinds of really enlightening and thought-provoking moments. And maybe the kitties be calm. Yes, and may the kitties, once we light this, may the kitties be calm and remain calm throughout the whole episode. So we may do it in peace. (laughs) Yes. Amen. (laughs) All right. So. So mode it be. Lighten that up now. <sighs> oh yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a moment. I had to make sure that mischief wasn't being mischief over here. Already mischief. Already before we started. So. We left off when we were talking about manifestation and how your thoughts really do create your reality and how I was really inciting that. You have to be careful what you say 
Cause because it words... could contribute to your environment. Right, because words are <coughs> magic. Words are magic! They're really magic! <laughs> well, here, let's talk about words for a second and why words really are so powerful when it comes to magic because it's the thought and it's the concept behind that word that creates and fuels the energy. So, for example... Do you plan on passing that joint? Or just like, I just had, like, a hit. You hit, yeah, two hits. Okay. And you were holding it. Well, first off, your hits versus my hits are two totally different things. You have, like, monster ginormous Whoa. hits, and I have two little baby hits. Shots fired. Two baby hits is, like, one hit of you. Of your... Of one hit of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this episode's off to a great start. Wow. Right. Okay. Anyway, so... With manifestations, um, you know, words have, words are magic, and that is because of the language or the tone or the thoughts that we have behind those words. So, for example, the word love, we all have and can't associate what that word means, what that feels like, and what that entails. Um, but things like stability or sustainability or success, um, you know, those kind of things are a little bit more arbitrary, and I don't think have just one really one hard found meaning and so you have to also understand what is behind those words what thoughts what emotions what energies are you putting behind those words because then once you put energy towards something you're giving it you're giving that word a job you're giving that word an intention and therefore the moment that you say it and even the moment that you think it it can become a reality. Now, it's not to say that if you think one bad thought or if you think one bad thing that it's going to manifest. It can manifest if you fuel it or if your environment fuels it. Right. So let's maybe discuss some real-world examples uh, of this, right? So I, I personally feel as though, um, you know, when I get up in the morning and I'm feeling good, and everything's just going right, you know, like I, I, I perfectly, you know, cook those eggs, right? Those eggs are just freaking amazing. You're going to have to take over. That's okay. Sorry. Already the kit, catty, kitty, kitty mischief. See, we could put the intention to Mary Jane, but we can't control the kitties. Come That's on, right. All right. But as I was saying, as Liz tends to the cat situation, um, that, you know, we... We, don't, we can't necessarily control every situation, um, but at the same time, I think that a lot of us, you know, we have the ability to step back and take a breath and maybe reflect on that moment. So if, if say, even if you get up in the morning and it's not a good morning, right, especially when you get up in the morning, it's not a good morning. You stub your toe, you, you know, you have a, you know, uh, you're, you burn your coffee, you know, you, you know, the, the egg yolk breaks and you, or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, right? Everybody has a different morning, everybody has a different routine. Uh, but you have a bad day, things are going wrong. That mindset inside of your head is going to be set for the period of time it is until you change it. Right? Because ultimately, you're the only one who can control your mood, right? How you react to the situation. So, by the way, I love the fact that I'm sure that they can hear you in the background going, Good girl, you're so good. So, 
basically what I'm trying to say is, I know already we're just getting way out track, um, is that you have the ability to control how you react to every situation. There's no, there is never an, a, an opportunity in your life where you don't have control over how you react to any given situation. Yes, you may have an emotional reaction to certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all can attest to that. It's very difficult to, to get over a lot of how we feel sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, today has definitely been one of those days for me, for sure. Right. But I think that we can take a breath, be in a moment of silence. And I think within that place, that's the place where I think we can transmute oh, already with the scratching. <sighs> like, this is ridiculous. It's because right. we're not giving her attention. We're giving the computer attention. Wow. So this is episode four. Cat Circus is what we're going to call episode four. Um, and the light... Uh, the joint has gone out. I need to relight that. Wow, this is just... We're going to just call this chaos. Episode four, chaos. Well, maybe we didn't start with the best thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> with the best thoughts. Well, I mean, we, we did say, you know, we, we wanted the kitties to be calm. And, you know, maybe we just didn't believe it. Yeah, maybe we didn't believe that they could be calm. Which, you know, I could, I have a struggle with that, especially because it's just who they are. And But I shut the door, so, and we have, hopefully... Well, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see how, how much of an improvement that makes. But, uh, but ultimately, what we're saying here, guys, is that you have control over your environment, I think, to a certain degree. Um, I think that, well, maybe not environment... I think that you have control over how you react to the feedback you're receiving from your environment. That's a much better way of saying it. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, you know, because we, we did watch that video earlier today about uh, ge- uh, epigenetics. Yeah. Bruce Lipton. Um, and how he was talking about um, our, our old way of, of understanding the way that cells operate. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, the nucleus is the brain and, you know, everything else kind of, you know, goes out from there. It yeah, creates I remember proteins. learning this in school right. too. So, the, but the thing about it is that's not the way that it actually works. Like the actually, the way that it actually works is there's a, a membrane on the outside that's mm-hmm. receiving feedback from the environment. And then that is what controls the process of protein creation, which thus creates movement, which thus creates life. Right? So... When you really think about it, everything about life is the feedback you're getting from your environment. Yeah. If you don't have that, life doesn't exist. And it exactly goes in line with what we were talking about with quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. How if you don't observe, if you're not getting feedback from sensory feedback from your environment, who's to say that existence would still be there? Right. So, it, again... It all is sort of up to you where you want to, or how you want to create your future. Yeah. It's amazing. That's some, like, no pressure, you guys. Like (laughs) (laughs) Constantly be on guard. Yes. Well, here's the thing. And, like, you can't constantly, you know, always think about that every time. Like, there is a sense of, like, 
there is wisdom within being free and letting go and surrendering too. Um, it just takes practice and balance. The one thing I thought that was really interesting about that documentary or that docu-series that we were watching was um, how thoughts can actually trigger genes to activate. So for example, yeah. um, if you have like a cancer gene that comes down from your family, um, what they found in this experiment is they took a bunch of the uh, stem cells and it was the same stem cells. It came from the same environment, the same thing. But then what they did is they split them into three and put them into uh, three different environments, which they called like A, B, D, and C. And they changed the environments. And as they changed the environments, these cells formed different things. So one was fat, one was bone, and one was, uh, what was the other one? I think it was just muscle. Yeah, it was muscle. Yeah. So it triggered different things due to its environment. So... Basically, what they were saying is that gene that you may got, that cancer gene, if you have that cancer gene, it could be triggered through environment. And what that, it doesn't necessarily mean that like you're in a cancer environment. So it doesn't mean like you have to be like on the cancer floor of a hospital in order to like <laughs> have to be get around it, cancer. To get the oh like, my yeah. God. Yeah, I think like every doctor alive would can just have cancer. Right, yeah. If that were true, every every doctor alive would have cancer. Um, but it's really more so stress. It's more so like the environments that cause and create stress because what happens with stress, it can it transmutes into like a chemical reaction and that chemical reaction breaks down and then it can it sends signals to those um, genes and it can actually wake up or trigger or kind of activate a dull and dormant gene and you can be in you can live your entire life having a cancer cell gene well, and it can never do. yeah we all, we all do cells. right like but it can never activate like right. and you can have like family on both sides be really heavily influenced in like all kinds of like health shit and you could still live a life without having to worry about those things if, which i thought you, is fucking amazing if you have an environment that supports that right right but um, that's the thing is you have to have the environment so an environment that is stress free that is worry less that isn't um you know chaos and pressure like all the time where well well you know when you when you think about people who live in an incredibly this joint is so little we need bigger joints sorry <laughs> i don't want these big fat joints babe. i want roll big a big joint. fat joint yeah i like those big fat joints baby jesus christ i'm just saying all right let me let me figure that out because i'm not the best joint roller, so I do the best that I can with the ability that I have. Wah, we can hire wah, a higher consciousness wah. joint roller. <laughs> Diva over here. Anyway, um, best joint roller in the state. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I, now you got me off on. I can't remember what the hell I was gonna say. We this were we happens. were talking about gene activation. We were talking about uh -huh. how you know we all have cancer cell uh -huh. genes. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Sorry. Yeah. Gosh, well, apparently yeah. we did not really entrust our intentions today. Yeah, well, ah, I don't know what you're doing. Trying to take any last bit of this joint. I don't think there's anything joint. left in that. You're just freaking smoking cardboard at this point. No, it was like one last hit. Okay. And Worth it. Doubtful. Doubtful. All, All right, right, so 
You were basically just discussing. I kind of forgot now. <laughs> God. You know the best. You know uh. I, I, I can just hear people say <laughs> the best episodes of Higher Consciousness are the episodes where they can't remember at what all the what they were talking, talking about. about. Honestly. All right. Well, if it was meant to be talked about, it will come back up. So let's just keep moving. Just moving forward. The fuck forward, right? Yeah. So, um, so we just got done talking a little bit about how genes can be activated and how um your environment affects those and could potentially trigger that and you know if that doesn't mean you have to be in a cancer related environment so let's talk about collective thoughts um especially now because i feel like there is just there's a lot happening right now um in our world and our society that i feel like is really important and i think we are all thinking on it of it in some level maybe some are not um but, you know, with collective thoughts, this can result, you know, in culture, race, groups that you're a part of or whatever. So basically what the concept is, is that that same group or that same culture or that same race has a similar thought or a similar, similar thought structure or belief system or kind of something that they stand for. Um, and oftentimes it is because of an experience that has influenced their decision-making or their thought or um, something that they were maybe taught at some point, something that's been carried on through generations, something that's maybe genetic that they have kind of like activated on a, a genetic or an energetic kind of physical, spiritual way. Like it goes to so many things. And so, you know, one of the collective thoughts is in terms of like race right now is like, you know, we have a serious like fucking race issue in America and it's like 2020 and like we're still having these issues. It's almost as if like I was telling you this morning, like the Civil War has never really truly ended. It may be ended on the physical level, but the energetic level, we're still fighting this. And so with the collective thoughts within recently with George Floyd, um, with well, the most- again. You guys, this is like we're putting this out. We're recording. Actually, we're recording this months ago. Yeah. So, so when you guys hear this, like, <laughs> I just much, wanted to clarify. Yes, that, much, this is not the much, same time you're listening. Yes, to yeah. So much will probably have happened since then, um, since you know this time and this moment. Um, but there's a there's an uproar because like there's just complete utter and bullshit about how there is still police brutality about how there's still racism, and you know there's two different races at war right now whites versus blacks the white privilege the white supremacist um, versus you know I think everybody else um, and I mean that that's how it, how it feels like but I think on some level it is still directed very much towards the African American community mm-hmm. um, and. Mm-hmm you know, the collective thoughts between the African-American community and the Caucasian community are vastly and totally different because Mm -hmm. they come from different backgrounds, they come from different structures. But here's the thing, we all come from the same place, but in that time and along the way, we have somehow lost or forgotten that we are all one and that we we are connected and that we are brothers and sisters and that we should be not judging people by the color of your skin because your color of your skin doesn't like the color of your skin is the color of your skin like it, it is what it is well so. here, here's the thing that i, I want to in, interject in the conversation because obviously we could have an entire episode devoted to race relations in america right but um and and let's be clear 
You are of mixed race. I am purebred 100% white bread over Mexican. here. So, you know, a, a lot of things that I say, I think, need to be <laughs> set in a respectful veil, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't pop off. And that's the thing is, um, I think that within any kind of discussion about race or en- actually anything that's sensitive in our culture... We ought to have a, a, a sense of respect mm-hmm. for each other, each party. Right? Yes. And the thing that I've discovered and I think thought to myself was most interesting was how nuanced everything really truly is. That we can have collective thoughts, we can have individual thoughts, um, but we don't truly know truth because the only truth that we can truly know is what we know to be true in our own brain. What we what see we with our own experience. What we get with our own environmental feedback. And, you know, because I've, I've met many people in my life who are on all of spectrums of the, I will say, racism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, a lot of times what it boils down to is their own individual interaction with that race right so if you have a couple of bad interactions with that other race whatever race it may be you're probably going to create or form an opinion about that race as a collective even if you were the one that caused a bad problem like that's all your mind needs all your mind all all your mind needs is to latch on to one aspect of the thing and it would be natural for you to grasp at the fact that the person was the opposite color of you well and we can easily have delusional thoughts i think most most everyone has a few delusional thoughts from time to time even if they're so innocent as to say like um you know, I can have an extra Oreo because I, you know, walked a, a couple extra blocks today on my walk. <laughs> it's like you know one of I my mean? delusional thoughts. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to, to put it in terms of Liz's sure. delusional thought. But, Felt kind of direct uh, there. Yeah, I, <laughs> just kidding. I eat Oreos too. I have a gut. What the hell? Uh, no, I'm just saying. Um, I I I think that, you know, with this, this latest um, example of... Um, the tension between white and black. Um, I found myself, you know, sort of just really back and forth, you know, like you watch a lot of um, the video and you feel awful, right? Because it is awful. I mean, yeah. a man died, <clears throat> right? Um, and honestly, it, it, they, they, he died for no reason, no reason at all. Absolutely right? no fucking Other reason. Other than someone wanted to assert authority and that, in, in many ex, uh, times, I think, is the way that many police officers feel they have to act in order to be safe. You know, because I've seen plenty of police footage out there where, you know, people are crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, I've heard stories of people that I, I'm, I've known myself who, you know, have, have been, like, totally whacked out on some drug and they take on like, like three or four police officers after being tased like two or three times. You know what I oh, mean? Like yeah. it is dangerous fucking work to be a police officer. However, when you're on top of someone and they say, I can't breathe, you have to have something inside of you that says, 
I need stop. to I need to stop because this person is telling me that they can't breathe. Because this person is a human. And, and I I get that. I get that there's fear uh, everywhere, right? Because yeah. that's what it, this all boils down to is fear, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what I'll wrap up by saying is that I, I what I what I've found in this recent um, flare up is that. Um, it's a lot more nuanced. You know, the story is a lot more nuanced. I saw so much evidence to suggest that there's a lot more going on, you know, where, you know, white people are out there just throwing bricks through windows they're and setting disguised. fires themselves. And they're all blacked wearing out. Black, with wearing black, gas you know, masks. Yeah, it, and not even it's some of them being disguised. I saw a video of like 15 white people just literally throwing bricks through the windows of the police station there. It's like Yeah, and then they the found out what are you doing? Right, and one of you them know? ended up being a fucking cop. Like right. in disguise. Like what does that like what kind of message does that send to, you know, even on the energetic level. So But here's the thing. We don't want to Okay, I can I know, sense we don't want to pop off here. And I don't want to pop off, all right? But what I I do want to say is that when, when it comes to collective consciousnesses Every culture, every uh, race, every um, delineation within that race, right? Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, you have, uh, like, within the uh, white culture, right, you've got, like, I would say the conservative sort of culture, and you have mm-hmm. the more, you know, I would say liberal type culture. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, only wrong. white. Yeah. You know, but, but what I'm saying is that there is all kinds of, you know, nuance to the thought patterns that exist within each race and, you know, collective group of any kind of consciousness. Well, even look at the way, like, belief systems are built, like, in terms of faith, in terms of how we handle death, how we handle birth. Like, you can see a variation throughout all cultures, but you can also see a common thread in that way, too. So, for example, like, a lot of... um in the Asian culture, when somebody passes away, they wear black, or they don't wear black, they wear white instead. Um, whereas we, in American culture, we believe to wear black. And the difference is, is the intention behind um, both of those colors, the, the viewpoints, the lens and perspectives. So that's another way of how, you know, there's other ways of, you know, culture and race having a variation of things. Like, it, it's not just down to, you know, what we were just talking about. Um, right. So. Well, even you were saying, we were having a discussion earlier about, like, just the term black, right? Oh, and, yeah. And how it being, like, some kind of, ne- having some negative connotation, you know? And honestly, when you when you look at, when you look at our culture, when you look at how we relate to our environment... What you're seeing is is black is often associated with dark things because black is what we see at night. Yeah. And we associate nighttime with being a very, you know, scary time because... Mm-hmm. You can't see. Exactly. It, it takes away <laughs> a sense that offers you comfort. And I think that, honestly, from a collective consciousness point of view, we have a remnant a thought pattern or, or maybe even an emotional connection to our ancient ancestors who I'm sure were terrified of the dark. 
because mm-hmm. they they weren't as comfortable as us. They didn't have a house where you could lock the door and, and be warm inside. They had to make their shelter. They were living with wild animals. They were living with other wild humans. Like there's all kinds of things that could go wrong at night. Right. And, and hell, if anybody's watching any of those Disney plus animal documentaries, you know that bad fucking things happen at night. People lose fucking children at night, y'all. I'm telling you, there's there's animals that come for your oh, children gosh. at night. And you wake up the next day and you go from five to three. I'm Okay, I'm not laughing because of the, what the context I'm is. I'm not laughing about dead babies. I'm laughing at the fact that it's to refer Disney nature because I love nature documentaries. I love learning about animals. Why are you going to make me cry, Disney? And Why yeah, do you have to make Disney me cry on a Sunday morning when I'm drinking my mimosa? <laughs> so good at their narratives I'm going and it to get just so supplies. happens that i like watching them early in the morning um when i'm like really you know high because i feel very connected to the story and to the animals and to um everything else and whatnot so um <clears throat> so yeah anyway so <laughs> i kind of forgot where we left off but that is okay so going back to you know the collective thoughts with groups so just something I think I've already shared before about how you can be in the same room with a same like-minded individuals and people and have a collective thought at that particular time or moment or throughout some time near you having that interaction with that particular group. But by you being a part of that group, you're kind of saying you are a bunch of people that have a similar mindset or a similar like hobby or like of some sort well, that's to how be you, a part of the group. But that's how, yeah, well, and that's how you find like camaraderie. That's how you find your tribe. That's how you find yourself. I right. think in a way, you know, think about, think about all the different things that you have found in your life that have just resonated with you at, at a core level that you just go, Oh my God, that's me. Right. And, and I totally put all that, that together. And that's like a tapestry of who you are as a person. And I think that a lot of people have those moments and can connect those moments to people and electric forest. Right. Mine. And I think what happens is, you know, you are actually literally being attracted to those things mm-hmm. on a vibratory level. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's the law of attraction, right? Yep. Like everything minded. is kind of, pushing you and and pulling you in that direction to make those connections and through those connections you expand that collective consciousness yeah so what do we got here what else we got to talk about here um so (laughs) what else we got to talk about here what else is on this list to talk about today thought inception oh yeah this one christopher nolan don't sue us Trying to, I'm trying to open this grinder really quietly so I'm not making this creak. It's okay. By the way, the production value on this show is amazing. There's so many door sounds and like I know, table just... bumps and shit. <laughs> cat yelling, cat, you know, scratching on the scratching wall. On the wall. Good girl. Yeah. Um, Jane, you want a treat? <laughs> um, so thought inception. So. We kind of briefly touched this on the last episode. We touched it. We briefly touched it. We touched it. 
Um, so we briefly, like, discussed a little bit about how, you know, how one thought can open another door to another thought, and then another thought, and then another one, and another one, and it just keeps going and going and going. It's thought inception. Um, so basically the same concept of, like, the movie Inception, for those of you who are familiar with that, is, you know, you can get so deep that it takes a minute for you to kind of come out of those inceptions sometimes, and it kind of, sometimes, I feel like, happens quite a lot on the show we get into one thought into another thought and another thought but then we kind of sometimes forget where that thought mm-hmm. originally rooted from or came from um <clears throat> we don't know what inspires us oftentimes i think unless you really do a deep dive into it right yeah i mean as an artist i derive a lot of my inspiration from just looking at other art and i think sometimes when i just find something that resonates with me you know i download it into my my visual memory Mm -hmm. i I, there's something about it that makes me see the world in a different way that i didn't see it like you know like that the previous day you know um and it ultimately like a sculpture makes a another mark and Mm -hmm. it, it and it forms that final vision that final person of who you become um you know at the end of the day and um you know i I think that it can be it can happen to you and i also think that you can do it consciously not only to yourself but i think you can do it to other people as well yeah if you're so skilled (laughs) i said that super ominously as if i had like some like magical way of like putting thoughts into your brain yeah like i was like kind of thinking about as as if i as if i did maybe you did (gasps) wow that's so cheap that's so cheesy oh my god i am crushed i am crushed at your lack of commitment to my fantasies i well i like your fantasies i just just i didn't yeah. I, I didn't... Um, I wasn't really yeah. sure how to respond. I just kind of, you know, went I just responded. It? Yeah, I yeah, just went with uh, And crushed my dreams it. at the same time. I'm not trying to crush your dreams, I'm baby. I'm trying to. Aren't I your dream? Oh, you are my dream. <laughs> wow. Just, wow, isn't that just the way you do it? Isn't that just the... the there you go. Look at that. We implanted the thought, guys. <laughs> this is real time. This is real time shit right Thought here. inception. <laughs> I went thought so inception. deep into your brain. I put the, the thought... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you're going to go from thought inception to thought precognition. Ooh. Because mm. we touched on that a little bit on the last episode. Yes. Talking so, about like reading reading folks' minds and stiff. Yeah. So this can go, you know, very similar to and like just reading energy. So the precognition of thought is being able to have the thought before it came to you, um, before like it came into your environment or before it showed up through another form. So your brain kind of decides, what was it you said, like seven seconds? So or, there's, a, there's an experiment yes, that was done, uh, in, I think it was in England, um, where they hooks a bunch of people to a very sensitive brain um, scanner. And the brain scanner was able to detect the decision that someone was going to make 
up to seven seconds before that person actually made that decision. So there is thought. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a what a vaudeville thing to do. <laughs> um, no, but there, there is a there is a there is a thought that you don't necessarily have any kind of thought that comes into your brain that isn't some way, shape, or form predestined in a way. Yeah. Now, that is not to say that everything is predestined because everything isn't predestined because there is such a thing as free will. Yes. But there's not necessarily such thing as free will because there's this other thing called, you know, like pre, you know, destination so there's so many layers i think that right. can go with it but that's the thing is you the universe is paradoxical yes. so you can't say it is this or that it mm-hmm. is this and that so mm-hmm. honestly i think the more comfortable you get at being okay with both eventualities the more comfortable you are yeah. <laughs> just the more well-adjusted you are honestly yeah. yeah i think i think so too um Well, I kind of want to give an example of a precognition of thought and, like, maybe how it could happen through, like, an implantation of some sort. An implantation! So, we like to play a game before we pick incense. Um, You know, pick a... incense-picking game. Yes. Where, you know, normally Dave is in the incense um, duty chair or side of the the couch. I'm in the cockpit. Yeah. In the incense cockpit. He's in charge of getting getting it all together so we may have a wonderful... Day 478. Today we chose rosemary. Yes. And rosemary fell on my thing earlier today. But anyway, before we get too far off track... We like to play this game, pick a finger, and so oftentimes we like to. <laughs> we're, you know, it's funny so because bad. yeah, because without the context of that, that sounds absolutely horrible. We pick like to a just, finger. We just like transition straight into. We like to play this game called pick a finger. Pick a finger. <laughs> and then I'll tell you what I'm gonna do with that finger. <laughs> Now pick a place. Oh, we're gonna put that finger. Oh my god! What Nothing is, is off limits. This episode is bonkers. <laughs> yeah, this episode is pretty bad. <laughs> Don't say bad. Not Words bad. are magic. That's right. Words are magic. It's pretty. It's pretty bonkers. It's pretty. You know, a whole nother level. But that's good. We we're did. We did this say shit. that we wanted to add more flavor. Thirty-seven minutes in. And this we're is what we're doing. This shit. Yes, we're gonna do it. So anyway, we play this game with the incense, and what his what he'll do is because we have this whole drawer of incense, is he'll kind of put his hands out and each finger will be underneath a different incense and one of the things that he likes to do is he likes to try to think ahead and try to actually send me the finger that he would like for me to pick um just to see if I will do it and there's been many many multiple accounts where it has worked it's 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 funny because it's almost like I feel like it's almost 50-50-ish. It's maybe even more... Or you're even guessing... Or, like, you're kind of guessing what you think. Well, here... But here's the thing is... You would... I mean, again, I'm no mathematician or anything, but I would venture to say that the probability would say that something like that... I mean, you have five... One in five. Yeah. Right? Choices. Um, I mean... I, I would imagine that... You, you probably can't guess it 50-50 every well, time. Oh, no. 
I, well, I wouldn't imagine that. I would imagine that if you got 50-50, that would be pretty remarkable. And I would imagine it is around 50-50, mm-hmm. whether or not you get it right. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Honestly. I think so, too. But, yeah, so that's just, like, one way. Like, you know, you can... And he can send a thought or he can guess whatever that thought is. You know, whatever that... However, you know, you want to look at it that way. So that's really interesting. And I feel like because of that, you know, we can kind of tap into it and use it to our um, best advantage, honestly. Well, and there's been a lot of other in, uh, experiments done with co- the collective consciousness where they've taken a bunch of ex- um, expert meditators and put them all together and had them all focusing on one particular thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the result that they expected happened, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. I think they did one with crime. Where they literally had, like, a group of people meditate on lowering the, the crime rate. And it actually did go down for a period of time. Yeah, but they know? had to, like, come together. And with, with pure intention. With pure right? intention and also pure, you know, there's power in numbers. You know, there's power in, like, more than one thing. And that's why, like, a collective thought is so powerful. Not only on the physical level, but on the the spiritual level. Yeah, on a spiritual level. And that's why, like, you know, going back, rewinding back to culture, race, and groups, you know, having such a powerful thought, you know, when you're under that powerful system for so long, seeing a opposite side can be difficult it's not impossible but it can it you know it's a process it's a lot of unconditioning and a lot of unlearning and other things like of that nature so it's quite fascinating what you can really do with thoughts and what you know the power of numbers can do both in the physical form as well as the energetic form and I think you know during this time we're in the coronavirus and we have seen that there's still power in numbers even though we may not be necessarily together right now because of the energy and because of the intention so there's still like you know a sense of that connection or whatever and that's something else too is you can create a physical sense of connection by the power of thought which I think is also interesting and I think that's a perfect segue of going to how thoughts can create parallel dimensions um Mm -hmm. and I think it can translate both on the energetic level on a level that or maybe not both like on a energetic level a you know a spiritual level an emotional level I think even a physical level a level that maybe we can't even see beyond this like universe from what we know or from what you know all of the stars and the planets that are part of our solar system you know mm-hmm. are it's it's quite fascinating well i mean <laughs> we we daydream i mean we were talking uh last episode about the different types of thoughts and i think a, a lot of us have daydreams you know where we don't even just think about what could have been or what will happen but what is a, just a fantasy, you know, like a wild thing to us that we would never in a million years be able to even think could happen, right? Yeah. Like having a million dollars or, you know, living in a, a multi-million dollar mansion, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, those those thoughts, when you think about it, they're, they're not that far-fetched you know like it it can happen i mean Mm -hmm. just because you feel as though you're not you know 
in a situation where you, you can manifest those types of things doesn't mean that you can't, through the power of your own intention, create that experience for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. be, because the the universe is infinite, right? So why not be, why, why can't we think ourselves into that parallel dimension where that mansion exists, where or that, that million, you know, dollars million dollars exists, exists yeah. right? Um, plus, we can also, in our imaginations, create a universe just by thinking it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a book publisher or publisher. I'm a book creator. Right. I, Maybe I, that's I, the future. Exactly. It's a precognition. I, I write, <laughs> I write comics. I draw comics. It's, it's my, my passion. It's the thing I love to do. I love creating stories. Creating a universe to me is the, like an amazing thing. And a lot of people would say that, well, Dave just wants to be a God. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you want to be a god? I mean, God is like an all-powerful, like, knowing being, right? Right. So, in a way, being able to create a story and create a universe is like a godlike power. So, you know, when writing a story, I feel as though you are creating a parallel universe. You're creating a universe that exists with characters that exist with you know, thoughts of their own that you're creating for them. Mm-hmm. That is like, wow. And like, look at that, like four, four, <laughs> like 44 minutes. Like we're just at about Dave's mind blowing idea. And that was sort of my mind blowing idea was, you know, we can create, we can imbue our consciousness into another character that we create in a in a simulated fictional environment that we have control over and we play around with these characters and express our own emotional concerns, fears, loves, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. right? Um, because you can't write a story, at least you can't write a good story, without injecting it at its core or i should maybe correctly uh correct myself and say the foundation of your story must be built on some kind of emotional human story because you're not going to grab anyone's attention if you can't grab their heartstring a bit mm-hmm. i mean think about any, well, you have to grab the emotional right think part. about any entertainment that you've ever engaged in your life that you love mm-hmm. what has it done it makes you feel something mm-hmm. it makes you feel more yourself makes you feel more you know love makes you more feel connected, more you know more understand like, or like understood aware you know um whatever it may be uh but i think that it is an amazing thing to be able to create a, a universe to create a a completely separate dimension of characters that um you know you cr- you have control over it's amazing yeah. well that's Same. like that's the job of an artist that's what an artist does oh. and you know we're humans we're here to create um 
and that's what a lot, but that's a, what a lot of us actually choose to engage in in their off time. I mean, think about how many people just watch TV or watch movies, yeah, or read books or whatever it may be. Yeah, those but are it's all, all forms story of, driven. Yeah, those are all know? forms of parallel dimensions. Right, your dreams are right. a form of parallel dimensions, right. and they're thoughts that were implanted by you, but then your dream gets a little bit more complex because now we're talking about your subconscious, and your subconscious thoughts are basically the root of all thoughts, but they're subconscious from what we know and understand are abstract, um, you know, ways of expressing certain thoughts and ideas, so you kind of have to read between the lines, but yet, you know, in dreams, you can, like, feel something, like, there's been many, oh my god, you could, like, really feel it, and, like, there's been times where, like, you wake up, and you're, like, shit, like, that was some heavy fucking shit, or, like, that was something that I haven't, like, felt or dealt with in a long time, like, reliving something, and so, you know, when things like that happen, you know, as a message, it could be something like maybe there's a thought that is parallel to that particular time and that moment that you were re-experiencing in an abstract way. So it may not necessarily be that exper- that particular exper- experience, but it could be a reflection of an experience that you had. So there's, it could like, and that's where the thought inception can kind of go in there with the dream inception. Like it can go very, very deep, but you know, you can ex- you know, all of those things are forms and are ways of parallel dimensions. Like, just your fantasies and your dreams, your, you know, things that you choose to, like you said, like to watch on TV, to read about, the worlds that you decide to to be in. Those are all yeah. forms of parallel dimensions. The clothes that you decide to wear are a form of art and uh, art expression and like that puts you you know like some people are more eclectic or loud some people are more like you know with muted colors or you know the earth tones or whatever and so they all kind of follow in these group of collective thoughts of what they believe you know is fashionable or what they believe is right and there's no wrong or right way because that truth about you know those things of like fashion are relative like you know, what you may think is looks good and what I may think looks good are two totally entirely different things, maybe. Like, right. who knows? Like, but... <clears throat> Everybody's thoughts are their own. Right. But right? are they? But are they? <laughs> well, and the, the thing I was just thinking about, is, you know, because we haven't really touched... Because we were talking about parallel dimensions, and I was just thinking, like, you know, what would happen if, for whatever reason... Like, because I know sometimes with, you know, drugs or altered states of consciousness through meditation, you know, you can open yourself up to receiving messages or um, actually possibly even connecting to uh, a tangible physical voice, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can hear that says and communicates things to you, you know, like what happens, you know, is that like a you know, what schizophrenic people are experiencing, you know, people that hear voices, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that experience of split consciousness or maybe a a mix of consciousness or the thinning of the veil in certain uh, degrees that allows one brain to connect to multiple multiple consciousnesses. I mean, think about people that have multiple personalities. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like... They all have different, I much imagine, all have different thought patterns, all have different, you know, connections to, 
their emotional state and and thus you know i think create different thought patterns based off of that right because emotions and thoughts are very closely intertwined um but it's amazing the the power of thoughts not only from a um you know from that standpoint but also from the standpoint of making decisions Mm -hmm. right you know like the different decisions that we make and how those thoughts you know create our understanding of how that experience went to us right like think about a time when you experienced tremendous grief or loss and maybe that grief or loss is so close to you that you think if i had only done this differently they may still have been with me or i might not have made that mistake or Mm -hmm. something could have gone differently, differently right yeah that is true yes and in a parallel dimension yes maybe you made that different decision maybe but that, that's not this ex- exactly but but think about that how many times in your life can you think about that you th- you know maybe ran out the door and you needed to bring your homework with you and you had the thought before you jumped in the car oh crap i need to grab my homework and you run back inside, you grab your homework, and you're good, right? Yeah. And how many times do you have that same exact experience and you don't think to run inside and grab your homework? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you think about it and you don't do it. or you... Right. There's all kinds of nuance, too, yes. within that, right? But think about that. Think about how different that experience changes your environment changes your yeah. feedback changes thus your life yeah right how it's going to change and affect the rest of your day and and how that happens on a a at every point in every level of your emotional experience so um you know say it's a moment of heightened stress you have a big job opportunity you're going in for a big interview you need to look right right you, you know, celebrate with your buddies the night before and you get a little too drunk and you forget and you, you had to haven't ironed your shirt and you haven't, you know, gotten your, your pants pressed or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head. But, you know, there's another version of you that said to yourself, I need to get prepared. I have stuff to do when I get home. I can't get wasted. Right. right? So that you don't do that and you look great and you go in and you land the job. Yep. Versus like, uh, I want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And like, I forgot that I don't have any peanut butter. So I guess I'm just going to make a jelly sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, those two things are completely different in your life. They're yes. going to affect you in totally they different ways. They will affect you in very different ways. Well, I guess it depends on how much you were really wanting that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like That's if right. you were really devastated that you couldn't have it. That's right. And there's times and moments where I've been very upset that I couldn't have it. So I can't, I understand it. You know, it just depends on where you are. <laughs> By the way, you didn't have peanut butter because you made the choice not 
to get the peanut butter or you forgot to even get the peanut butter because yeah. you didn't think that you were out of peanut butter. Yeah. I forgot to say that because I was just thinking, I was like, that makes no sense to what I was saying. <laughs> I need to actually preface that by saying something that's relevant what you, to what we're talking what about. I understood what you meant, baby. So we're at the point in the show where we're high AF. Um, I, we haven't even smoked the second bowl that much. I mean, we got to like really do some damage before we end of the show. I mean, it's 54 <laughs> minutes. But... Oh, goodness. Well, well, this was an interesting episode. It was... Um, yeah, guys. I mean, if you thanks. stuck with us this long, holy shit. Thank trooper. you. Just I know. Trooper. Thank you. Seriously. Like, it really does mean a lot to us. Because um, this show was bonkers. Like, absolute bonkers. From the cats in the beginning um, to just uh, forgetting, forgetting what, we're what we're, the fuck we're talking about. Um, you know, to like... Maybe we just didn't believe in our intentions. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing is like, uh, what was it? I don't know, 20 minutes, maybe to a half hour into the show. I, I You were talking and I was over here thinking to myself like... You know, we, we, we started out by talking about intention and how like, you know, we wanted this show to go really well. And, you know, how... I honestly feel like right now it ain't going so fucking well. It's kind of fucking a train wreck. And the the thing that came <laughs> to my mind was, you know what then? Fucking transmute that shit, motherfucker. Yeah. So I thought to myself, you know what? We're going to have a good show. And we mm-hmm. got half of the show to go, so I'm going to spark up another bowl and we're yeah. going to do this show right. And I think we actually made a pretty good show out of it. I think so too. Well, we also have to... I don't con- care what anybody says on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, we don't even have a Twitter, so... Yeah, but they're talking really on Twitter. <laughs> Those motherfuckers are talking on Twitter. Twitter's just... Oh, man. Twitter. Don't yeah, Twitter's Twitter. like a whole other thing. But um, one other thing... <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> one other thing. Oh, um... I damn. lost it. Cause well, we like, got four minutes, so you got four minutes to figure it out. Ugh. Oh, the other thing that we have to oh. consider of with the intention of like, you know, the show being the way that it was is that, you know, that there was some sort of thought that the show would go bad, which is why maybe See, we yeah, felt like right. we had to set the intention that the there show you would go. go good. There you go. So yeah. we have to good assume point. that the show is going well. Good point. Um, so, you know, there's so many factors and variations, so it could be a combination of all of those things or it can be, you know, and that's why having coming to the table with manifestations with a pure intention and being very specific is really, really important. And then that also means, mm-hmm. you know, being mindful of your internal environment right. as well as your external environment. And because well, they both are, they go hand in hand. Right. And the other thing that, to keep in mind is maybe by doing, by saying what we were saying, the universe was in a way sort of creating a situation in which we are getting the opposite of what we wanted, thus testing us to see if we have the ability Mm -hmm. to, you know, meet the challenge with the opposite of what it actually, what you would actually think you heard, what you, how would you would be expected exactly. to do. Exactly. Oh, like a great example of that. The big flower fight. Ugh. You only, got, you only got like two love, and a half love, minutes, so love. be careful. Okay, I will. All right, love that show. But anyway, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you are, Spoiler alert. There is a part in the show where some of the contestants' um, structure falls. 
And oh, it man. was so sad. I Dude. cried a little bit because of how sad it was because there was just was so rough. much. Like, it was very rough. They spent so long on it. it yeah. Like, they spent, like, 15 hours on those yeah. freaking things. Yeah. And, like, it was a challenge where it had to be in the air. So... Spend it on, like, a pool, man. That's, like... like literally, like, a rod. Yeah. Like, like, a, like, this a, one like, in, a, like a one and a half, two-inch rod. It was, like, a 500-pound thing. So, like, the, the task is already challenging. It's not impossible. It was already a challenge. So, you know, they could have definitely chosen to decide to fuel the thought that, you know, it is what it is, like, we're done, fuck this, like, we're not even going to bother. But Go you, off and cry. Go off and cry and be upset. But Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. No. If and you like, like you got to cry, let it out. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you need those moments where you just need to walk away. However. Get it out of your system and be done. But what they did is they decided, you know, you know what? We are going to transmute this situation and we're going to make the best out of it. And they had every intention in the beginning. And even in the beginning of the show, they kind of set it up to where you kind of had the idea that something may have like some shit was gonna happen during the show and you know they handled it very gracefully they ended up you know having to go home because you know they didn't meet the challenge like you know at the end of the day like the challenge was to have it up in the air and it wasn't so frankly you know they had to make that decision but spoiler they, alert by yeah, the way sorry um, i mean it's kind of obvious they, like yeah. it fucking fell over but still but still but they chose to handle it well they chose to not get with angry grace. and they chose to handle it with grace and gratitude and love and as they well. did their best they continued to work yeah. And they made it beautiful. Right. And they expressed their anger. And that's the thing. It's like you're allowed to express those things. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to have your moments of tangent. So as long as you remember, you know, that you don't feel that and you don't live in that and don't exist in that energy or vibration all the time, you can't, you know, you can't live in an environment that is always and constantly angry. And here, here's the thing. And and I think the, the, the best thing to say about this, to wrap this up. Yep. Is that you? You could say that, yeah. Like what? Well, but what if they the whole time they were saying to themselves, like you know, we have the the belief that we're gonna win this whole thing. We're gonna believe that we're gonna win this whole thing. We're gonna win this whole thing, and then that happens, and then they get voted off. Like, what does that mean? Did they not believe in it enough? Well, I don't know. But here's the thing: is that they met that that moment with, I think such positivity and love and mm -hmm. for the creative process of what they were doing that yes they may not have won that competition but i think that somebody who is going to need their services in the future or mm -hmm. some bodies i would imagine many people mm -hmm. are going to to look at that and say wow wow i want to hire them to do my sculpture versus somebody else who has a pissing, uh, a pissy moment. attitude? Uh, yeah, pissy attitude. When they leave and and and, and completely just throw a temper tantrum mm -hmm. and yell and scream about how they were wronged or how things didn't go their way. Oh yeah, we totally saw that on Skin Wars. Exactly. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> but ultimately, I think the way that you approach a situation, the thoughts that you are trying to cultivate in your consciousness mm -hmm. ultimately manifest in a positive feedback environment which creates a happier healthy you right right so with that today 
tonight, I should say. God, because it's, what, almost 11 o'clock? Yeah. Um, we are wrapping up episode four of Higher Consciousness. And thank you guys again for sticking with us on this one. Oh, my God. It was a train wreck. But Hey, stop saying that. Words are magic. I know. It, words, it was a good words show. Words are magic. Yeah, words are magic. Okay. Words are magic. It was a great show. So it we was a, a great, great show. Time. We transmuted this shit. Yeah, and we, we, I we think showed, I, we learned a lot. Yeah, we showed that we can really, truly manifest something great, even if something doesn't go the way we expected. Yeah. So with that, we got to end because uh, we're way over time. Uh, but I stay tuned for the that. next one, the next episode of Higher Consciousness, because... Actually, this one will be a mystery because we don't know what we're we going to do. We really don't know this one. The other one, we kind of had thoughts. the thoughts. We're done with thoughts. Yeah, the thoughts, we're I think, are, are done thoughts. for right now. I so. think we're even kind of stretching to talk about thoughts there at the end. So yeah, I think the next one, I don't know. We'll see. But it's going to be something totally new, something totally fun. And I hope that you guys join us. So stay tuned for episode five, Mystery Topic. Higher Consciousness. With Liz and Dave. Bye. Listen to more Higher Consciousness every Thursday on Spotify at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.